0: Grace, mercy, and the peace of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be and abide with us this day and every day. Amen. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the road to recovery, about the experience that we've all shared over the last 17 months now, and what that means for us, where that might be going for us, not in terms of pandemic, but in terms of our health, our spiritual health, primarily. And we've talked about some of the things that were recommended to us, sheltering in place, washing hands, distancing from other people. Remember when the general public with uh, surgical masks on was something rare to see? We saw it, right? You'd see that every now and then. Uh, People from Asia had worn masks before because of the 2002 SARS outbreak. So over 18 years or so, maybe we'd occasionally see someone who had become used to wearing a face covering. And they'd be out in public, and I sometimes wondered how much good that was doing. It wasn't recommended here. The 2006 bird flu kind of put it over the top, I think, so people maybe from Hong Kong or other places were just accustomed out in public to wearing a face covering. Initially, as the coronavirus and COVID-19 were ramping up, do you remember this? Masks were not recommended, like officially not recommended. I'd found just to solidify this, March 12th of 2020, the Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, sent a tweet, because this is how official policy is all communicated now, <laughs> summing up the argument, seriously, people, stop buying masks. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. Now, at that point, having the PPE for the first responders and the medical workers and the doctors and nurses and people who absolutely needed it was really important. And so that was part of that messaging to make sure that there wasn't a run on surgical masks and other protective equipment. By late March, so just a couple weeks later, the CDC was recommending that those who were sick and caregivers for the sick wear masks. By early April, the CDC was recommending masks when social distancing was hard. And so this whole time, beginning in March and April, face coverings have been kind of a fluid thing, right? Like, wear it, don't wear it, who should wear it, we wear it now, indoors, outdoors, all the time, when you're close to people, when you're by yourself. And sometimes it was just super confusing, wasn't it? Like... How many of us are confused still? Because the messaging keeps changing, right? Because beginning in May, the CDC had said, you don't have to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. You don't even have to social distance anymore. This kind of thing is kind of over, right? But nobody knew then what we know now. And that's really the big, you know, issue with this whole thing is nobody knew then what we know now. Now the CDC is recommending that they be worn kind of everywhere. And we see them everywhere. It's been surprising to see people driving alone with their windows up with the mask on. I was somewhat shocked to see people who were walking alone, or worse, biking alone or jogging alone. Not near anyone with the mask on. It's confusing. Drew's last day of school looked like this. This is Drew with three of his teachers that he had, and they're all masked on. We're used to it, right? That's back in early June. So now, two months later. And in that two months, the masks have come off and people have become comfortable again. And, well, now the CDC is recommending that we're for indoors, we're masking again, vaccinated or not. And again, it's kind of confusing. The Delta variant has led to cities and states Close to, I think, maybe some are mandating, and federal workers and state workers, and I don't know, you see the news and get confused just as easily as I do, because the messaging keeps changing. But we wear masks, right? We wear masks to protect ourselves. Surgical masks, honestly, are there for the protection of the patient, primarily, in the real surgical mask in the surgical place like the doctors and nurses wear them so that what they have doesn't you know especially if they have someone who's open right who's been cut into for the surgery if it's invasive then it's important to keep bacteria and other things from getting there we had some n95s at our house when this whole pandemic thing started and it was because of the smoke that was in the air here Masks that were for a different kind of protection. And we've worn those occasionally over the last several months. But there's other masks that are worn for protection. Did you see, like four days ago, Buster Posey was catching in a Dodger game. And that's a screenshot of what happened with him. Foul ball took it right off his mask. I'm sure he was grateful, though he did leave the game an inning or so later. It's important that we wear masks to protect ourselves. The masks that we talk about today, though, aren't masks that are worn across our nose and mouth or down around our chin or the surgical mask or the catcher's mask, but the masks that we wear to protect ourselves protect our vulnerability. Have you ever protected your vulnerability by putting on a mask, maybe a mask of busyness? I can't connect with people because I'm so busy. I can't invest in the life of someone because I'm just too busy. I can't do that, serve there, take care of that. I'm just too busy to do it. Or maybe a smile. If you worn the mask of a smile, that kind of forced smile, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. As a defense mechanism to protect ourselves, to protect us from the vulnerability of sharing the things that are really going on inside. We've all done it. We've all worn that mask that says, I, I'm doing just fine. And sometimes when people ask, how are you doing? That's the answer, right? Fine. I'm doing fine. Really? Not always. But that's the word that comes out because we don't want to open ourselves up, expose ourselves to the... So that feeling that someone's going to know, and we're not sure necessarily how they're going to respond. So we wear masks to protect ourselves. We wear masks to hide. We try to hide behind the the game face, right? Behind the I I can do it kind of attitude to hide our uncertainty that we can with some confidence that may come off as bravado or cockiness to hide the fact that we're insecure on the inside. That we're just not sure if we're good enough. We're not sure if we are enough. We're not sure how we should even feel. So we hide those feelings. We bury our reality behind the brave face. And this week, Simone Biles was in the news every day because her mask came off and people freaked out because she said, I can't. What what do you mean? You're Simone Biles. You can do all things because you're strong and you're good and you're the world's best at this sport. And so the expectation that we collectively put on her shoulders was just too much. And it broke her down. And the anxiety, and I don't know if you saw the video, but she posted on her Instagram video of her training and she was doing the the high bar, right? Where they just flip around and around and do things that defy gravity and I you know. I, I'm convinced there's wires or something going on. And, and she, like, f- comes off of the bar, and she's supposed to do two and a half flips or something and catch it, and she's, like, four feet from it and falling on a mat. And she said, this just started the day after some qualifying and explained on her Instagram story or whatever it was how all the people who were criticizing her and saying, you know, She let the team down. She let the country down or whatever. She was like, it happens. It happens. When we're not well mentally, we can't do gymnastics. Or for most of us who don't do gymnastics, we can't do other things. But we try to wear the mask that says we can. We will. We're going to grit our teeth and push through this barrier. We wear a mask to hide. We wear a mask to play a part. Our family likes to have a theme costume uh, for Halloween. And this is what we've looked like. One year we had masks. And a full costume, of course. To play a part. To, in this case, be the Incredibles. Have you worn a mask to play a part? Many of us wear Sunday best, we dress the part, even when we don't feel like playing the part. But as long as we can put on that outfit, that costume, maybe we feel like we're fooling ourselves, fooling other people, maybe even fooling. God into believing that we've got it all together that we have it figured out that we're here doing our part doing our thing. We want to hide. We want to cover ourselves. Adam and Eve tried it, right? If you go back to Genesis 3, we talked about this in Bible class last week about the fall into sin and and initially they hid and they also covered themselves with fig leaves trying to hide from God who asked the question Rhetorically, where are you? Where are you? Reality is we have nowhere to hide. Because God sees and knows us. In our psalm reading from Psalm 139 this morning, David asked this question, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? There's nowhere we can go. There's nowhere we can hide. Even with masks on, we cannot hide from God. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, he goes on to say in verse 16. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. If God who knows the outcome of our lives before we're even formed, before we take a breath, if our God knows us that well, Do these masks that we wear do anything? Not at all. He sees beyond the masks that we wear. He sees what we've done in secret. Matthew 6 talks about that at least three times. He sees what we do in secret. He sees behind the facade that we build for ourselves so that we can... Put on the brave face so we can protect ourselves, so we can hide who we really are on the inside. God sees it all. He knows it all. He knows the attitude of our hearts, He knows what happens in secret, and He loves us anyway. He loves who He sees, not who we portray. He loves who we are on the inside despite our failures, despite the things that we do and the ways that we pretend like we're more than we are and the ways that we try to act like we have it all together. God loves us anyway, enough to send his son. He doesn't love us because we look good with our Sunday best or Monday best or Wednesday best or you name the day. He doesn't love us because we can put on a mask that says, I can do it and I'm enough. He thinks you're enough, enough to send Jesus for you. Not because of who we pretend to be. He loves us. Each and every one of us. The real you the one who is insecure and anxious and timid. The real you is the one for whom Jesus died. So don't be a hypocrite. Maybe you've heard that accusation against Christians before. It's nothing new. <laughs> oh, Christians are hypocrites. And the way that we hear that word, hypocrite, it's A person who says one thing and does something else, right? A person who wears the mask of I've got it all together and yet secretly doesn't fulfill the law, which is what people are looking for. But when we're real, we know we can't fulfill the law. We simply come to Christ who saves us. So the world's accusations don't really mean anything. But let's look to the words of Jesus. Because here in Matthew chapter 6, in this reading that we heard this morning, Jesus three times talks about the hypocrites. He talks about people who put on the mask, who put on the show, who do things for the public, right? And that's not what it's about. He's saying don't a hypocrite. And Jesus, in the world in which he lived, was familiar with the original meaning of hypocrite. It comes from two Greek words. Hupakruno. Sorry. Yeah, something like that. Which means, together, an interpreter from underneath. That's because that word came out of Greek theater. Hypocrites wore masks to play a part, to identify the part they were playing, masks that were fairly large and somehow could project a voice or help them do so. They could project project an image and play a part. So Jesus is literally saying, don't play a part. Don't put on the mask. Instead, serve your Father in heaven. This is what he says, beginning uh, right here in the beginning of, the first, uh, of Matthew chapter 6. First words of the chapter, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. Don't worry about that Sunday best. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. I don't think Jesus is saying that we have a reward from our Father in heaven based on working secretly, privately. He, he, I mean, the words are there, right? Then he will reward you. But it's not like, okay, we check that box, we get the reward. It's not like the mouse that finds its way through the maze to get to the cheese. Jesus is saying, if you do this for the attention that you get, that's your reward. There it is. But live it authentically. Serve your Father who is in heaven. And your Father will reward you, not with the cheese, not with rewards that are you know, balance out the good that we do. That's not the message of the gospel. Thus, when you give to the needy, this is what he says, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. In the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. They've received their reward. Verses 5 and verse 16, he talks again about Hypocrites. What he's really saying is be authentic. Because faith should lead us to action. We shouldn't have to wear a mask that says I'm a Christian. And here I am doing what it is Christians do. We should just do it. Just do it in secret. If nobody notices, who cares? Because it's not for other people to notice anyway. Serve your Father in heaven. Treasure heavenly things. This is what he says further down at the end of our reading today. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What are we focused on? Let's focus on heavenly things, on things that matter for eternity, on things that count not in the way that the world counts but in the eternal record books. Don't worry about what other people think. Who think maybe the treasure that we are laying up for ourselves is misdirected or misguided. We don't need to worry about them. And we don't need to let them know what we're doing. And we don't need to practice our righteousness before them. No treasure heavenly things, that's where the value lies. Ultimately, be like Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, we heard these words this morning at verse 29. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. If we want to wear a mask, let's wear the mask of Jesus. Let's look like Jesus. Let's be conformed to his image. Let's share his likeness. Let's be as close as we can to Jesus with skin on for people around us, not to bring ourselves glory, but to serve and love our neighbor. Not to do things to be noticed, but to notice the things we can do. Not to draw attention to ourselves, but direct that attention toward the one who has loved us who knows us, who has saved and redeemed us, and whom we can serve. That's our road to recovery. How do we love our neighbor? We serve. We share. We get to know what they're having going on behind the masks they're trying to wear to you. And sometimes we wear a mask to protect our neighbor and ourselves. The kind that looks like several that I see this morning.